All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on the football card quest, doing everything we love from fantasy football and football card sniping on a variety of different marketplaces. And what I love about football cards, Steve, is you can do it year round. Like it's really heating up right now. I've got some flips that I'm excited to share with you tonight in the stream. I also want to get into a couple more underdog fantasy football draft. See if we can find some undervalued players. Maybe we've changed our stance on a little bit as we're now heading into training camp. Talk about some news that has been leaking, some beat reports, maybe some, some fires heating up, Steve. So let's dig in, sir. I got to play. It's a guy that we both like. How do we get so many auto picks? Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. I'm going for it. What do you think I can get this for, Steve? For two, one. Nailed it. That's a steal, baby. Actually, nice. one? You're on the football card quest, baby. Let's dig in. Ah, I like it. I like it, man. I like it. Little, little new uh, intro bumper for you there. It's, 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 a, it's a work in progress. I dig it, man. I like it. I, I like the... Uh... The functionality it's us it's us in in key moments going back and forth i like it man i see big potential on that right on right on. yeah i might i might like you know do like some different like zoom in and different angles because at first i was like wait a minute do i actually run the bumper or are we in like a parallel live stream right now you know so <laughs> like i might have to like uh you know do a little bit more editing to it but it's something that i just um yeah, got gotta get an auto pick into the intro. That's why I put that one part. I was like, how do we get so many auto picks? It, it wasn't about us, but it was about that uh, when we were together in Clearwater, that dynasty startup when somebody was on auto pick and we we're like, whoa, what's what's going on here? <laughs> no, that was sweet, man. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the full version. Maybe 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 uh, Titus O'Neil bark in there mixed in somewhere, just for old time, <laughs> just for old time's sake. I, I, I should, yeah, I got a perfect idea. The Titus O'Neill bark distracts me so much so that I get auto picked, and uh, that'll be that'll be perfect. <laughs> very nice, very nice. You know, you mentioned uh, eBay sales. Um, I did notice that I did have a few this week when uh, over the holiday weekend. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was very pleased. I had a few on Com C and a few on eBay. So when I Got home from uh, being out of town. I was able to get those shipped right away. And the they're all two different players only, not surprisingly several different players. It was Jerry Judy was one. So I'm, one guy bought a couple Jerry Judys and uh, Joe Burrow, some big Joes. So how about you? Jerry Judy is cheap right now. Uh, Joe Burrow... <laughs> I know he's expensive, so I'm, I know you made money on that. That's that's some nice flips. That's interesting. You mentioned Com C. I actually had a really nice flip on Com C today as well. Uh, this morning when I woke up, do you remember that Brandon Ayuk eye black immaculate? Uh, I sniped it on stream from I was probably about a month ago now. Yeah. Or no, actually, I looked at the date. It was actually going back to April, believe it or not. I do remember that though. So yeah, we we bought it for sixty at the time, and I flipped it for ninety nine ninety nine on Com C this morning. I'll tell you what, man. I I as much as I like to have the card physically present, uh, I think that maybe just for you know prime uh, personal collection type things, maybe that's the way to go. But Com C is 
Uh, I've done pretty well on ComC, even with some stuff that I don't personally collect. I've been able to uh, get some things that I know are popular in the hobby, both baseball and football. And I've actually done really well with uh, some multipliers on there, you know, because there's guys that, as we know, go through these cycles. And uh, the offseason is a great, great opportunity to start getting to some guys uh, that will blow up during the year. Yeah, and it's so interesting because especially when you have like an electronic inventory, like I literally forgot about this card. And then I was surprised at the sale this morning. And it was one of those situations where we just followed a good process, right? You check the athletic marker boxes. We know Brandon Ayuk is a thousand plus yard receiver. And we know that he's projecting to be their alpha on the team. So it's like, okay, this this is a great team. So it's like checks all the boxes. And the deal was right on an eye black out of out of 99 for around 50 to 60 bucks, man. So it's it's beautiful whenever your process uh, works out and you make that flips. And Steve, I sold. I'm curious to get your take on this. I sold a pink optic rated rookie Lamar Jackson that I bought last year in September 22nd. It was a BGS 8.5. I bought it for a hundred dollars. Cracked it out of the case and sold it um, over the weekend, over the holiday weekend for 150. I had it listed at 199, uh, but I took 150 for it because the guy checked out. He was messaging me; seemed like a good buyer. Uh, and I, I like get, I like giving if 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 it's reasonable. I know I've got profit. I like giving the buyer uh, the feeling they've got upside in the card as well. They're not buying it at the peak per se. No, for sure. Um, and you know that's the the great thing about kind of being ahead of the curve on getting some of these guys, Andy, a guy that we're going to actually talk about tonight. Uh, I was just going through some of my purchase history and seeing what the price point I picked these up at. And there's actually still great deals to be had on this guy. And that makes for a big, big multiplier. And of course, when that occurs and you go to move the card, you can take a little bit less. And like you said, leave some meat on the bone. Yeah, and it doesn't – I mean, the the thing that I think a lot of people will push back on is like, whoa, 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 this is a, a premium dynasty asset right here. Why are you, why are you, uh, why are you taking, you know, taking the profit? Well, I think that's the – like just like dynasty, football cards is something you can do year-round, but the only way you can do it year-round is you actually have to sell the player. You have to sell a card, you know, so when you get a profitable offer – it's like why not why not go ahead and take it have some fun it's a good feeling when you're making a 50% profit you know on a car that then it's like boom okay let's go baby now I'm going to follow the process again I've got this money in the bankroll back in let's see what else I can buy Oh yeah and uh here's a you know an underrated thing that you know not a lot of guys talk too much about uh you know everyone's wants to you know, buy and sell for profit, which is, hey, cool, man. But it, we talked about this way back in the day, and we touch on it from time to time. And that's, you know, moving into inventory, card flipping for the purpose of building a larger PC, uh, which I actually use ComC for that quite a bit. There's quite a few cards that, you know, I, I look for on ComC that seem to be in there pretty frequently uh, that help me build a PC on there. So anything that I buy on ComC and flip. Typically I don't cash out. I roll into either another card to flip or PC cards. So it's got a pretty, 
pretty big shipment that I need to get to my house pretty soon here. Right on, right on. Well, speaking of Comsi and recent NFL news, there's a guy that you finally have convinced me. Uh, the drumbeat continues for this guy. He goes in the later round of fantasy drafts. He's on a team that could finish dead last in their division. But you know what? Whenever I go, uh, Steve, and I look at guys that went from fantasy ADPs of, of like, in the case of this guy, he's going from probably around pick 140 to next year, he could be going pick 40, 50, or at least in the top, I would say, 70 picks. And that's the kind of upside that we have here. So just from that shift alone, within the next year total, even if he doesn't have a great season, if he finishes much better this season heading into next season, people are going to look back, and based on his ADP, his card values will, will be reflected. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity for growth right yeah and the, uh, a lot of guys that tend to come from uh not obscurity but obscurity but also from lower relevancy into uh, a more elevated position they do generate the most hype typically uh we saw that with brock purdy and other guys like him so yeah man uh this guy which i think we're talking about the same guy um definitely has some hype that's been building and is going to maybe surprise a couple people tonight. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm buying in at these current prices. I have even found an opportunity on COMC. So why don't you share us, share who this guy is before we hop in some underdog fantasy drafts. I hate for everybody to snipe you in this draft on, on this player tonight, but I want you to share who the player is to, and tell me why you're bullish on him. And then I want to see if I can't find a snipe live right now uh on the stream to snipe for everybody you know i'm pretty sure i know there's a lot of other places you can watch fantasy advice but i'm gonna be safe to say that we might have been the first people talking about this guy uh and that's nico collins we've been talking about nico collins for a while a while unless you live in houston or watched him play college football you probably weren't too hyped up on him but we've been on this guy for a while and andy I believe there was a headline that came out today that you were going to share with us. Yeah, the, the beat reporters, the drum beat continues that he has been the favorite target of CJ Stroud uh, so far through OTAs. And so it's just a matter of time we start getting these hype videos from training camp. And right now, everybody's on an even playing field. And CJ Stroud is an early first round uh, rookie quarterback that did have a high level of accuracy in college and there is promise there for those those intermediate deep sectors of the field we know houston may not necessarily have the best defense even though they've got some star players uh young players they've added a lot of developing talent uh and brought in D'Amico ryan's and stuff a defensive-minded coach and i look at pff steve and i see that they have the 27th easiest um schedule and so their toughest stretch is weeks one through four. We know it starts off very tough right out of the gate against the Ravens. The Ravens are going to throw the ball more. It's going to run up points. It's going to be a shootout for them week one. doesn't matter how good their defense is or how good Derek Stingley looks in his second year, whatever. It's the Ravens. Like, they're going to ball week one at home, uh, especially with their new system with Todd Bunkin and everything. The offensive line is not great in Houston, so we could see 
Uh, more Damian Pierce. He's an exciting second-year player. We also could see C.J. Stroud show off some mobility that we know in his athletic profile he does have. But, Steve, I'm I'm with you on Nico Collins because, like you said, he's at currently wide receiver 60. He's at currently wide receiver 60, about pick 130. And if he has a 1,000-yard season, he emerges as a favorite target for C.J. Stroud. If you divide that by 18 weeks, he's only got to put up like 60 yards a week to eclipse a 1,000 yards. If he can eclipse a 1,000 yards, all of a sudden next year, he's going in round four or five. Maybe he's got higher potential. Maybe he gets something like 1,500 air yards. The, the potential's there because the wide receiver room is not very deep. You've got John Mechie. Nathaniel uh, Dell or Tank Dell. So they, they've got some young talent that are totally unproven. Nico's at least put up 500 receiving yards the past couple of years and going back to college, like he's got a good athletic profile, just a little maybe misused in college um, out of Michigan. And I think that he's a guy that next year, Steve, we're looking at him in the ADPs of 50 to 70 and all of a sudden, you know, the same cards that you can get now for five, ten dollars, you're having to pay thirty, forty dollars for. It. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is it he doesn't have to become the best in the league to have relevancy as a flip or or for fantasy purposes? And let's be honest, they did make some nice defensive pickups, but they're going to be playing from behind most of the time, which means they're going to be throwing a lot more. So it's not going to be all on the running game to have to get better. Uh, But, you know, they have two guys, namely in the receiving uh, game that people have any awareness of him being one and John Mechie being the other. But I mean, Mechie's never played a game yet, right? Despite it going into his second season. So, uh, but I like what I saw out of Nico Collins already. And uh, now with a potentially improved quarterback, you got to like his prospects. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like his prospects, man. And this is his shot. And I'm ready to give him a shot. I mean, last year we knew it was going to be Rashad Bateman's shot in Baltimore. Uh, coincidentally, he's talking about Baltimore. And he did ball out until he got injured at the beginning of the season before him and Lamar Jackson got banged up. He did pretty well at the beginning of the season. I think Nico Collins has got a similar shot here, and he knows it. And he's already making the most of it, Steve. I'm with you. I'm jumping on this bandwagon. And speaking of ComC and electronic flipping and being able to like just instantly flip a card, it's a nine. So it's not the premium grade, right? It's not quite there, but it is a silver prism rookie auto from Nico Collins. And it's only $15.70 with a membership. The guy's got it 69% off. And it's man. the only one on here. I mean, man, that's, that's, the same price to send the card in for grading andy so if you guys can beat me to it before i can log in because now you got to put in this funny code <laughs> then it's all yours yeah man that's that's a lovely thing i mean here's the thing i i think that you know some of us probably got on this train uh you know a little bit early thinking davis mills might have panned out but you know if you bought in on some of his autos, even like rookie ticket autos or whether it was an absolute auto or whatever the case is, you were probably getting them for five to 10 bucks for a while. Uh, that might be the case in, in some instances still probably not um, as widespread, but there's definitely tons of value. I mean, that's, that could be one of the best 
buys I've seen in a while right there for that price. James says, uh, yeah, shot and a miss. He's done with Nico. I guess uh, last year was his final year. But look, man, he just didn't get the opportunities last year. The offense was so dysfunctional. Uh, it, it's it's only got to get better. And and now, I mean, you did have like a very good proven veteran in front of him in Brandon Cooks, and now Brandon Cooks is not there anymore. So surely has got to be um, a faster pace of play, more passing volume, um, you know, and a bigger opportunity, like a bunch of vacated targets from Cooks. So, so far, all the beat reports, and it's like it's been consistent. It hasn't been John Mechie, Tank Dell, Brevin Jordan, like any of these other guys. It's been Nico Collins every single time when it when there's a tweet or a report that comes out. So I, I look at it at this point as this is an actual fire brewing, you know, and this is a guy that's going to continue to appreciate probably into the season, a little increase in ADP. And then I think he'll just uh, have a really solid year, a career season with CJ Stroud. And you'll be able to, you'll be able to, I'll be able to easily flip this for like 39 is what I listed. So I bought it, Steve, 1570. If I flip it for 39, I'm making over double my money. I'm like very happy with that. <laughs> I Yeah, that, that seems like a no brainer, man. Uh, I've got some nice rookie ticket autos. I've got, uh, a couple of rated rookie autos, you know, we were all getting in when, uh, you know, when he was a, a relatively un unknown guy. And I would say he mostly still is right. Um, but yeah, you know, that's great that you got on it. You know, you guys missed out. Honestly, if anyone else passed on it, I would have bought it. So, uh, yeah, Chad says Compsy needs an app. I've heard they are making an app actually. Uh, I don't know when, but I have heard they are making one. I uh, hope they are. That'd be awesome. Uh, we are doing a draft soon. We also, I didn't tell you this, Steve. It's not on the show notes, but we got a special guest, a good friend of the Quest who's been on a long time, on, on the Quest a long time, will be joining us for the second draft that we do tonight. That's right, people. We're doing multiple drafts. There's a new format. I don't think Derek likes it very much. We got a shout out, Derek. He was the second in the chat. Uh, Bush Leaguers, he was the first in the chat. He is ready and loaded, ready to go. Got Jeremiah Goodman out there. Uh, Derek said, BBM4 versus Weekly, please. So there's this new format, Steve. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's called Weekly Winners, where you draft the best ball team for the entire season, but every week you're competing against the entire uh, player pool of 266,000 entrants. So you may be drafting in a 12-team league, but every week they're putting your weekly optimized roster up against the other 259,999 rosters. Yeah. So you, it, and, and when you look at it, that's even more than what a DraftKings Millie maker is the $25 Millie maker. They do every weekend on DraftKings during the season. That's it's, that's about 200,000, I think, or 150,000 entrants. So this is even bigger than that. So you really, have to pick the perfect lineup on a any given week, but they are paying out twenty grand every single week, or twenty grand to first place plus like you know second place gets five grand, third place gets four grand, like so you know it goes down from there. But every single week they have these prizes that they're paying out, so it's fun because you get to draw a season long roster, but it's totally different. Like people are taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round because they know that uh, based on their schedule 
and everything that he's going to put up a number one fantasy week. Like you're, you're trying to pick. And then you also like want to draft like uh Philly and Dallas would be a, an interesting one because they play each other twice. So you have potential for two shootouts where you can stack the perfect guys from each team and get the ultimate roster. I think I get what he's saying. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to win three million versus, uh, you know, twenty k or whatever? But here's the thing: is your odds of winning one week as the high scorer are infinitely times higher than being the top guy at the mountain at the end. So, hey, you know what? I'll roll the dice at the chance of winning twenty k multiple times, um, and I'm gonna roll it on the three mil too. But uh, I've only done one of these so far, but I am, I'm curious, Andy, my, my curiosity has been peaked here. We got to do one on stream. I haven't done any weekly winners on stream yet. And I took notes. Like I watched five guys. I watched the guy from underdog Hayden Winks with, uh, like four other guys who are all fantasy experts, all have well-known, uh, fantasy and fantasy best ball YouTube channels specifically. They all got on. We're talking strategy for this tournament. So I made a bunch of notes because I was just like, by the end of it, I'm like, I got to go back and watch that. It's, it's really tricky. And by the end of it, the guy's like, you know, think about it. He, he's like, just pit, stack all the players on the Detroit Lions because they're going to have one of those 80 point or maybe two of those 80 point games at hmm. some point this season. In the in the um, what is what's the name of their stadium? It's the Motor City Stadium. Anyways, it's a sound I can, sound strategy. I know it's the Motor City. So I and and earlier this week, which interesting, whenever I was talking to Carter, I said I am now drafting Amon Ross St. Brown in the first round. Like I'm starting to reach on Amon Ross St. Brown. I know you're not going to argue with me, and and I, so I started hunting for his card, Steve. But how do you feel about drafting Amon Ross St. Brown, especially in like a best ball mania four, or even just like a standard format ahead of guys like Garrett Wilson, Devonte Adams. Are you drafting him ahead of Tyreek Hill or is that, is that insanity or um, AJ Brown? Um, Here's the whole thing. I mean, I think Tyreek Hill probably goes ahead of him nine out of 10 times, but, but you do have some looming potential legal ramifications uh, with that. So, Hey, there's a great argument for Amon Ra as a first round pick. And, you know, with him being just about the only guy worth throwing the ball to for the first six weeks, there could be some pretty big games in there. Steve, this card is so special to me. So I dug and dug through Amon Ra St. Brown cards today and because uh, Rhino from Rhinoverse, uh, Ryan Hazlitt, from our show earlier in the week, he he's like, I'm on Ross St. Brown rookie ticket autos. You could probably get one for $50. And I'm like, $50? No. I'm like, that's actually not bad. No, they're 100 or more typically. So, okay, well, I want you to see this, Steve, because I think they've dipped. And maybe it's just a little small little pocket we're in. So this one was weird. So I, I, so I started looking up Amon Ra St. Brown, and maybe I didn't look at the sole items good enough. Uh, but you can see all his autographs are just like a lowercase a and a whatever that is, an S. I guess it's an S, so he just like get the first part of Saint. Um, all of his autographs are like that, and I'm finding all these, these cards 
There's one at 125 at a zero bids. So just real quick, just show you sold data on the rookie autos. Silver Prism Auto 91. Okay, that's that's pretty impressive. But I did find like this Silver oh, wow. Prism Rookie Auto. This is what he was talking about. 60 bucks, one bid. That was today, earlier today, like this afternoon. So I think we do have to be cognizant right now. But there's the difference. Speaking of Damn. like, is eBay listening to the stream? What's going on here, man? There's Nico <laughs> Collins. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a safe search for uh, Amon Ra rookie ticket autos, and uh, I mean, hundred bucks is pretty much like the spot. It's pretty pretty tough to get one under that marker. And I think there right now there's an opportunity. As I was looking at some auctions, so that's when I found this uh, eBay one of one. She just scroll, saw me scroll through an entire page of autographs of Amon Ross St. Brown on eBay. And this is numbered one out of 10, but I haven't found a single one that looks like this. Ooh. This autograph is so unique from Amon Ra. It's like a capital A. I'd almost want to send this to PSA. They probably deny it. Say, that's not, not authentic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'd be curious to see his college autos and see if. Um... You know, before he got writer's cramps that he changed his signature up. This could be early in the... That could be an early run auto, Andy. That could be uh, before he changed his signature. Filthy, showing off. He got a St. Brown rookie ticket auto optic for 28 bucks last year. That's a win. Shout out to Steven FL370 for a sticker auto. Yeah, but it's the most unbelievable sticker auto you've ever seen from Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. He said, that's not ARSB because that's a cursive S at the beginning, in my opinion. Oh, well, it does. But see, I, I, I do like to uh, frequent Chick-fil-A, and I recognize that A. I think he's been eating at Chick-fil-A a lot, too, because look at that A, man, in the beginning. That that's the A from the end of the Chick Fil A logo. That's how I recognize it was an A. <laughs> Let me see that thing again. Here, okay. I'll pull it up. I'm gonna put the Chick Fil A logo right right next uh, right next to it. I'm doing a quick. Let's see what I'm talking about. I'm doing a quick scan on Com uh, C to see if I can find any of them that have that auto on it. Look, look at this. Look at look at that Chick Fil A logo. <laughs> Tell me that's not the A from his <laughs> autograph right here. Maybe he had a really good lunch when he signed that. I don't know. I'm I'm saying, man. Uh, so that that's how I know it's an A. But anyway, it's got the S T. It's got the capital B. It's like he really like this is how he signs his bank checks or something. You know, <laughs> like this is how he signed his uh, whatever high school diploma or like, you know. <laughs> No, that that's interesting because uh, I can't say I've looked at every uh, Amon Ra on, online, but I looked at every single auto on Com C, and they are not like that. No, and then and then on card Nico Collins origin for three dollars and seventy five cents. Uh, that's that's a smash. That's a, that's just a smash. Ooh, that clearly. Yeah, I, I think I might have been. Let's flag that one. Let's see what that goes in because it does have 11 bids. Clearly, Donner's rated rookie 2788 currently. Ends 1121. 
knowing us, that's uh, two hours. That's plenty of auto picks from now. Gives us plenty <laughs> of time. So, uh, I, Steve, I want to go ahead and hop into a draft. Is that time for us yeah, to buddy. get drafting, brother? Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right. So we're going to do a weekly winners first. Let me go ahead and share my screen here. Bring up backup underdogfantasy.com, guys. If you're new to this and you're wondering, like, how do these guys do drafts every week? Like, dear God, do they spend any time with their families or have any type of life? Uh, And the answer is yes, because this is best ball through underdogfantasy.com. It's like the slickest way to draft uh, a bunch of teams and not have to like have the oversight and the overhead during the season, no waiver wire moves, no start set decision. They just automatically optimize the roster for you. You collect points, potentially take home a ton of money by the end of the year. This uh, weekly winners format is paying out every single week. And Steve, I know you know this, but anybody else that's new out there, that's not scatter, Steven, Lastic, promo code quest, gets you a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $100. Like get a free $100 if you put in $100 and you can do a bunch of rosters. I mean, there's so much fun. Heck yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. And we're getting a little bit of an early jump on the drafts tonight and maybe definitely do a second and we'll see time-wise where we're at. Yes, sir. All right, Jeremiah, Chad. Let let's do it. Scatter, James. We got to get you in one, James. I haven't seen you in one in a in a while, brother. Stephen F. L. Filthy. All right. And so we actually, I, I believe that our community has grown enough. We could do a twelve person private league, and we could we could probably do a five ten dollar one like that as well if we wanted to. If we didn't want to do a twenty five dollar uh, best ball four. But right now, we're going to do a weekly winners. we got to try a weekly winners. So I've got some interesting strategy uh, notes I'm going to share with you uh, right when we get into this. So you ready to do the countdown, Steve? Yeah, man. Uh, you say when, I'll hit the button. All right. Well, you guys, make sure you hit the smash the like button before we do this countdown. But here we go. Um, five, four, three, two, one. Enter. Yes. Here we go. Got a few spots open, so there's definitely room. I Oh yeah. We're definitely in the same room. Awesome. Yeah, it's now it's filling up. Here we go. Three more spots open. I will so, say they uh, did with the uh, ADPs were kind of like all over the place. Like there was guys just getting picked just about anywhere. Look at the, the quarterbacks there, 16, 16, 18. So there's a couple different ways guys are targeting these drafts, Steve. There's one strategy from Hayden Winks where he's like, I think that the best thing to do is just pick any given week. Whatever your favorite week is, whatever you feel has the, your favorite matchups, just target specific matchups from specific weeks because all you need is one winning roster and you're you're paying off like i mean you're winning 20 grand so it makes everything worth it so you really just need to win that one one week just one week steve yeah. 20 grand it'd be pretty nice right that's true you got the 1.1 brother 
I don't know if I'm excited about that or not, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so so real quick, I'll give you a couple more notes. Zero RB is even better because 15 points from, uh, from a higher round running back means nothing to win a week. So you're not looking for 15 fantasy point per week, guys. You're looking for home run hitter, Steve. We're trying to build a perfect roster, and that's why zero RB is an even better strategy because the elite wide receivers – have a more consistent uh, 30 plus fantasy point game in them. All right. The divisional teams correlate because they get to play each other twice per week. Also, uh, one of the four for four fantasy experts on there said that stacking teams that all have the same bye week are also advantageous because you're supercharged on the on the every week other than the bye week. You know what I'm saying? They play every week instead of having like one guy on a bye week at a time. Like, who cares? Just put get all the guys from the same bye week on a roster. And it just so happens that Miami, Kansas City, and Philadelphia all have Ooh. bye week in week 10. They're all week 10 bye weeks. So I know those teams are going to be hard to stack, but if you could somehow do a Kansas City, Philadelphia, and they play each other, this is the other really cool thing. I think it's like week 10 or something. Kansas City plays Philadelphia on Monday night football. So that could be the ultimate matchup to target for that week where it's just like, holy crap, what just happened? It was an 85-point game, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, and then Miami, I think Miami's going to have a lot of these super high-scoring games. So those, those are the really the big strategy markers that I took away from that uh, stream I watched earlier. What, what do you think about all that, Steve? No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh yeah, I mean, you're sacrificing, you know, one week for enhancing many more, right? So I get it. Yeah, and I think about, I think the same thing does apply to cards. Like, I think applying or targeting specific games, like we're targeting Kansas City, Detroit, very first opening game of the, um, of the year. Oh, I just noticed. Uh, did, I, did I literally get auto-drafted the first round? No, where am I? You're 12. Oh, I've got it zoomed in. Oh, dude, I almost had a panic attack. I'm like, no way. I did Stop not just it. talk through my first round pick, get auto-drafted on the first round. Oh, thank God. At least it would have been, been a good pick no matter what. But Yeah, I guess. You want to stay close to ADP, right, in the, in the first round. Hey, shout out to Tom in the draft. What's up, Tom? Good to see you, man. Let's see what we got. But yeah, you, uh, Bush Leaguers, Francis. I recognize Francis too. Is that your buddy Tom? Yeah. Oh my guy, Steve, right at the turn. So I'm going all on Ross St. Brown. Well, I guess that's not really a Miami player. But oh, what I could do here, KC Philadelphia. It does make sense to get an elite quarterback. Maybe we just go for the maybe we go for the quarterback here. juicy because the other thing the other thing they were talking about is that like okay so say because every week right you're going up against everybody else so let's say that you have Amon Ross St. Brown why it makes sense to get the elite quarterback and not wait and stack him with uh well you could stack him with golf sure but don't like uh don't reach on him right and like I just reached on Jalen Hurts at pick 13 his ADP was 17 because the the week that um like Jalen Hurts 
uh, it's basically like the week that Amon Ross St. Brown has like a monster week doesn't necessarily mean uh, Jared Goff has a 50 point week because he's not a mobile quarterback. He'll probably have like a 30 point week. And that still may not even sniff the 50 point week potential that Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow right. uh, type of guys have. So basically, it's like just trying to get each uh, player from each position and fill out your roster that can all give you a 50 or, you know, a monster week at the same time, a 30 plus fantasy point week at the same time. <laughs> I will say this is, I do <laughs> like that this is, uh, you know, yet another another strategy that has to be taken into play that, uh, you know, that the other drafts do not have, I guess you could say. I mean, it, the premise is still going to be about the same as far as it being best ball, but yeah, I mean, you're really banking on, you know, winning one week versus, versus not. Yeah. And that's, what's so interesting about this format. And so like a couple of the other analysts are basically saying, you're going to look up at the end of this thing and you're going to see some really weird rosters that won because, and that's true. Like I think about uh, the, the, um, the best rosters I had in DraftKings last year, they were, they were pretty interesting. Some of the, the, uh, the running backs that you'll have on those can be very obscure at, you know, certain weeks, uh, and, and they could just put up these, these monster weeks out of nowhere, or maybe the wide receiver that goes off is like the wide receiver two, three just happens to go off that week. And then you've got him on another roster that does have the elite guys. And so you always have this combination. Sometimes it gets really weird. Let's see. I got a minute till I draft again. Let's see where, where you're at so far. All right. Hurts and Amon Ra. I mean, you can't be mad about that. All right, so there's another strategy, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do right now, Steve, for everybody out there. This is the only quarterback I'm taking this entire draft. One quarterback, Steve. This is the other little trick, a strategy trick to these drafts, these weekly winners, is to take just one QB. I'd love to hear what Derek says about that, but um, one QB because it just gives you more bullets in the chamber to get those monster weeks from the skill position players. Sure. I, see, I can see that. And all I need to do is win one week. So it's like, you know, Jalen Hurts, okay, you know, just, just taking a 1QB. Elite 1QB is a new strategy, Steve. I like it. I actually very intrigued by that. Let's see. Somebody uh, somebody in the chat said uh, Devonta Smith. Yeah, man, I was going him next, and uh, Bush got him. But uh, that's all right. So we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of questers in this draft here, man. We got Late Stick, we got Mathia, we got Broncos. I don't think Big Shot Bob. No, that's Boggy. Uh, Francis, nineteen sixty six, Bush Leaguers, and Scaladesi. So it's like seven of us. Wait, Derek didn't get in this one. Oh, he's refusing to do. Is he refusing to do weekly winners? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a trip, dude. Oh, <laughs> Come man. on. Um, g- give me Breesaw. Towards the end of the season, Breesaw is going to be a 40, 50 point fantasy game waiting to happen. Oh, dude. I'm so I'm so tantalized to pick Jameer Gibbs right now 
I mean, it's not really bad with Amon Ra as well. Like, or should I kind of spread out? I'm not opposed to Amari Cooper having monster week either. Or Mark Andrews. Huh. Let's do it. I'm, this might be the only tight end I take. I don't know. I would just go elite one. <laughs> I was like so balanced here. Elite player at each position category. And then just put like guys that are home run hitters after this. Right. But don't don't focus anymore on uh, maybe one more tight end. And then the rest running back and wide receiver home run hitters from here on out. Yeah, what a wild, what a wild strat. I mean, you talk about just needing one big week. I mean, that's it's pretty profound. I mean, it, it's, you kind of put your all your all your eggs in one basket, but not because you you can win more than one week. Well, and, and I think about this, and so Hayden Winks was basically like, if and there is a, apparently a website. I didn't get time to look at this, but there's apparently a website called Circa. I think it's what John Daigle was saying, and. You can actually get season-long projections, fantasy point projections for each game throughout the entire season, the matchups and everything factored in already on their website. So you could essentially go and look at the fantasy players that have the most weeks with the highest projected points based on the opposing, opposing team matchup. And you can kind of go like that, or you can look and say which – like regardless of the defenses, right? Because we always know there's going to be defenses that emerge that are way better than what we thought they were heading into the season. That happens every year, doesn't it, Steve? Fantasy, yeah, the preseason rankings for defenses are typically more wrong than than right. And so I like to look at just teams that have good uh, quarterbacks and good offenses, known commodities. Like we know they're good offense heading into the season you know, playing each other. Uh, and then you can look at the, those matchups and say which players are involved in the, the most amount of those matchups where it's good quarterback and good offense against good offense. And so they'd be able to drive those points up against each other, um, you know, disregarding the defensive anomalies because, you know, there is a saying in DraftKings like daily fantasy football, it's that defenses don't even matter, you know. You're really just looking for high-powered offense versus high-powered offense. And I'll, I'll let you uh, draft, think about your draft picks. So I'm just kind of, you know, going through some stuff that I heard, some thoughts that I have about this strategy, just trying to win one week. So I look at the way I built my roster, and I think that, you know, if I were to try and build this roster on DraftKings, I'd already be out of money. There's probably going to be a week this year where I'd be out of money trying to build a roster with Mark Andrews, Brees Hall, Jalen Hurts, Amon Ross St. Brown. Or I'd be down to very little money to where I'm getting scrubs on to fill out my running back and my wide receiver categories. And then there's also a flex. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm in a really good spot that the players that are going to come up to me, regardless of who you guys pick, I'm going to get players that can fill in those spots with a potential monster 50, 40 point fantasy week. I'm watching everyone's draft strategy. It's pretty interesting so far. Obviously, a lot of people going a lot of different ways, and I think that's what makes these interesting. Look at you, man. You got Joe Burrow in the third stack with T. Higgins. You got George Kittle. You definitely know there's some spike week potential there, even if he is getting a little older and stuff. 
Christian Kirk, oh, love that man, and Justin Jefferson at the one one over Jamar Chase. You actually, Steve, you could have potentially. I think you could have pulled off the Joe Burrow double alpha stack, baby. Potentially, potentially. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually shocked that this worked out the way that it did. So maybe it's hard to say, but uh, man, how do you how do you pick between those two guys? Honestly. I got to ask you a question. I was like, man, I'd love to get some Jamar Chase cards. This is so expensive for like the rookie auto and you know, rare, super rare stuff. So I was like, what about his optic hollow market? I know it's 2021 product. So like you talk about the print run between a 2018 optic or 2019 optic and a 2021 optic. It's just like, I don't know, probably went from 150 to not 150,000 or something crazy like that, but. 15,000 is 15,000 optic hollows from 2021 a ridiculous number or if you guys had to guess in the chat how many optic hollows do you think are from our 2021 Jamar Chase uh, like how many are printed yeah like what do you think the print run of that card is because if you go back to a 2018 or 2019 like 2018 optic hollow Calvin Ridley for example there's not that many of them out there. And that's like, that's like a $40, $40 car. Probably you could sell that for, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Jamar Chase is like a $10 optic hollow. Ten, maybe, maybe now it's like 15, 20. That's a good question. Maybe. What did you say? 20 K. Was that your guess? F uh, 15, 15. Yeah, I'd say that's say twenty to twenty-five. I I definitely think that they upped it, but maybe not that that much. I think there's just more variations. More variations. I don't necessarily think there's more optic hollows. I think there's just more prism variations in general. I almost made uh, I think like a BBM for like season long read season long redraft. I'm going Deontay Johnson all day over Kadarius Tony. But in this format of weekly winners, I think that there's more likelihood Kadarius Tony is going to have a 40 or 50 point week than Deontay Johnson. Legit. Kansas City, Philadelphia. What if Monday, that Monday night game is Jalen Hurts going off Kadarius Tony on the other end? Now, it's unfortunate I didn't stack him with Devonta Smith. Maybe that should have been the play instead of Amon Ra, but I can't pass it up on the sun god there. I mean, dude, he's got some insane games uh, in 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 his portfolio this year. So, but Kadarius Tony is like, okay, I would love, I love Deontay Johnson. I love like the I, the confidence I have plugging Deontay Johnson into my roster every single week. He got zero touchdowns last year, Steve, and still like mind blowing like air yards. You know, like close to fifteen hundred air yards. It's just crazy how much potential the guy's got. So. Um, I mean, it's got to be a better year for them, too. Well, a lot of that's on, you know, Kenny Pickett. He was the most targeted in the end zone on his own team. And he, he according to uh, receiver metrics, he was he had the highest ability of getting open amongst all NFL receivers. So that I don't I think that tells you everything you need to know. It wasn't necessarily all on him. Okay, where are we Boom. going here? That's a very good point, Jeremiah. Like, Honestly, I'm not opposed to putting all my eggs in the opening game basket if I could stack that. Like, I should have done 
Amon Ra, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's that's what I should have done, Steve. Galaxy Jeremiah just galaxy brain that like I should just put all the eggs in that opening. But I also feel like the opening game could be, I think, I think it's probably a higher likelihood of like just being decent. I'd have to go back, but I feel like they're decent, but they're never uh, big, big blowouts. But Chiefs Lions this year could very well be. No, I, I'm excited about that. I'm just, I'm just sad that it's in KC. Um, I, I think that if it was in Detroit, it would be a, a much higher scoring game, but we'll see. I absolutely want the Anthony Richardson. I am doing a slow draft of this, and I took Anthony Richardson. Uh, I think it probably, I think I took him already. Is this an 18 rounder also, like the normal ones? Are? Yeah, it looks like it is. Uh, it's an 18 rounder. Yes. So let's let's. Could you imagine, um, Andy, winning? Uh, I mean, even if you don't win first one week, I mean, what if you finish in like the top ten a couple times? I mean, that's it's got to be a pretty solid payout, I would think. Yeah, let's look at the um, the payouts right here. Uh, go back to drafts. Hold on. That shows like the actual info of the roster build. All right, here's the here's the payouts. First place twenty grand. Second place ten grand. And this is every week one through seventeen. Um, let me know when it's my pick, Steve. Okay, you got some. You got uh, four picks away. <laughs> I just got like this sixth sense tonight. I feel like I'm auto drafting constantly. <laughs> I'm really trying hard, guys. Uh, third place nine grand. Fourth place eight grand. Fifth place seven grand. Six. Six grand, seven, five grand. So it's like, man, the payouts are pretty. I think there's a lot of contestants, right? I mean, you got 261,000 by the end of the day, but still, I mean, they're paying out up to 250 at the 100 bucks. You're up. You're up. Okay. There you go. Uh man, Waller, Waller's there. I did not get. Let's go ahead and get David Montgomery. Increase my forty-seven percent exposure to David Montgomery. <laughs> Is that too much if I get Pacheco? I mean, he's another home run hitter, big time. Do I need that many running backs? Uh... No, I think I'm gonna get Pacheco. I mean, he's on KC. They're going to score a lot, so it's not. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. And that guy put up a thousand rushing yards without playing a full season, and really, I never saw him get like this true opportunity. But every time he got the ball, it was like, damn it, this guy could actually have better vision, and he could read where the holes are in the defense. His running style is nasty. Like he could break away some monster runs and just be this highlight highlight heaven machine and have rookie cards worth hundreds of dollars and i think that's why you still see them they're just they're kind of crazy man like even these i would think that there'd be base field levels because that's all he was printed for 2022 select field level that's all he got for his rookie card from select and i would think that they would um uh, 
I, I think that they're going for pretty good money right now. I think that they would start to settle down, especially the base ones, but not. Nah. It's not, man. It's not. Ooh, I gotta think here. Like something like this. Uh, this is the base select field level. Probably wouldn't even have any bids from 2021 or 2020. But I definitely think it is. It, well, it's got one there, even at a dollar. Um, does does your eBay ever do this to you, where it auto corrects your spelling? It's like no, no. EBay. Yeah, I had it spelled right the first time. <laughs> it does this on my phone even more so, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, I I'm I'm trying to spell Traylon with an e, e y l o n, not a. It keeps wanting to change it to an a. I'm like, why are you doing this? Oh wow, there's a big difference there between the base and the serial number, Steve. The base actually, I, I found one. See, this is an interesting thing. It's also a buy now. So sometimes I wonder, like on these brand new cards, if the seller doesn't necessarily know how to properly value their buy it now, you could find better deals. There's not a lot of comps out, or maybe they're just not even looking at comps and they're just automatically thinking from their experience, like 2020, 2021, select, base card. It's probably just a $5 card. I think you could actually list these a little bit higher knowing he's got that limited supply and um and in like a limited supply and in high demand and that's the only tier he was printed in from select this year yeah he's got that uh the austin eckler availability look Look, dude, the auction wow. base field level it's a prime example the auction base field level sold july 4th on all days a holiday which is typically bad for auctions $16 with a dollar shipping. Another base one, same day, $12 plus $250. But those were both auctions. So that proves to you that auctions on something like that, this guy didn't do his due diligence right here. And uh, you could potentially, I mean, that's a snipe. Easy. Yeah. Entry yeah. level. You, got, well, you a, got a low bankroll, right? You, easy bankroll builder. That guy shorted himself 12 bucks, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, there. Oh, okay. Well, best offer accepted. I those those get me sometimes. The one bids, and I'm like, ooh, that's sold for twenty. And then I'm like, oh no, he made an offer during the auction to not risk it. Uh, but there you go. That one did have one bid, thirty-five dollars for field level silver. Now, are you a fan of the horizontal field level silvers this year, Steve? Or I'm not anti-horizontal, but. I just think the vertical cards look nicer to display, but you know, maybe some of these slab companies will come out with a couple more, you know, nice setups other than uh I can't remember the HGA. HGA I think is the only one that makes a really nice horizontal slab, but maybe some of the other companies will have to uh follow suit if it picks up. Oh, Andy, you're up next. See what the guys are. Let's see what the guys are doing here. So late stick went on a little wide receiver run. Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks. I am totally cool with all three of those in this format. Uh, like that. I think that's not. I think those are all solid pick. Kyle Pitts, like Calvin Ridley, Ramadre. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's setting himself up real nice there. Late stick. Even AJ Dillon later in the winter, and in, in those Green Bay games. I mean he could be. 
he could be a monster game this year waiting to happen. And imagine if anything happened to uh, Andy. Don't get auto picked, uh, buddy. Yeah, I know. Shoot, Michael Thomas, come on, man. You're healthy. It's time well, to turn your career around <laughs> with Derek Carr. He just has to do it one week. That's it. I know, man. He's you know he's got those three, four touchdown games in him. He's done it before. Um, this one's interesting. It's got to be Tyler Boyd, I think, because Tyler Boyd, you know, is just yeah, that's that's because he also then correlates again later in the season with Kansas City, um, and I'm sure they probably play the Eagles too. Who knows? You know, I would I would imagine the you know, um, looking at the yearly schedule now, the Eagles and teams like the Eagles, Bengals, and Chiefs, they're just playing all the all the primetime teams. You know, those guys like the Jets, Bills, probably more favored on the AFC side than the NFC in terms of like high profile matchups and stuff, but they definitely, the NFL markets are like all over the Lions this year, putting them on the opening game against Kansas city. I mean, that's a huge vote of confidence. What else is here? And that's because they know how much fun it is to watch the sun God dust the ankles of some defender in the slot and take it to the house after breaking a couple tackles. Yeah, and he, uh, despite getting concussion, I think he only missed, uh, what, like a game and a half, something along the lines of that. Yeah, and then you, and, and it's especially um, impactful in week one because Jamison Williams suspended for the first six weeks. Marvin Jones is heading into his shoot. It's like I don't know. That dude might be older than me, man. <laughs> He's heading into his like twelfth season. He'll ha- he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He probably he might even catch a couple touchdowns. He might be a guy that you want to take late. You know. He's got like that Zay Jones type of profile, and that's why the Jags didn't need him anymore. It's like, oh, oh, Zay Jones is good again. Like he's a great guy to take in this later because Zay Jones is a perfect weekly winners guy. And I, I look at a guy like Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, they go super cheap on an offense like the Jags, who where Trevor Lawrence does like to spread it around. You know, I would say his most me personally, his most consistent target's gonna be Kirk. Um I know that the jury's out on on Ridley, and uh, I think we'll be talking a lot more about that situation, so stay tuned there. But, Steve, you would agree with me that the way that Trevor Lawrence likes to spread it around, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones are great late-round sleepers for this format. Yeah, yeah, and you saw quite a few big uh, weeks from Zay Jones. And you saw some rookie ticket auto spikes in Zay Jones. So, uh, with one more, one more uh, year with his quarterback, maybe that that goes up. I don't think that simply adding Ridley to the fold takes away from anybody. If anything, it might make them better. Yeah, they got a, they've got a tough schedule this year too. Um, so the NFL has definitely like bumped them up. They've recognized them as being a legit team. And especially after they <laughs> what they did to the Chargers in the second half of the playoffs. And then they only lost to the Chiefs by one touchdown uh, in the divisional rounds. Really impressive, right? So they're in their toughest schedules, one through four. Okay, it's perfect. 
Uh, oh, no, no, I was looking at, sorry, I was looking at the wrong team. Uh, weeks 13 through 15, they're, they're toughest schedule. They have the 20th ranked schedule. Let's take a look at your team, Andy. You're up next. Let's take a look at your team in the meantime. I'll, it's wild, man. I'll tell you what, it's wild. I feel like this is like the... Uh, you got Hertz and put, Andrews, QB, tight end, and then Amon Ra. Brees Hall, Madison, Montgomery, Pacheco, and then Thomas Boyd. I mean, those are all huge playmakers. They just got to all line up in one week. Yeah, I don't know how much stacking and correlation I'm doing. I'm just, like, drafting huge playmakers to show up, man. Uh, man, I really hope. So there's new, um, new news today that came out from DeAndre Hopkins that said he was going to probably play till he was 37. He said he was going to keep playing until he's not a 1,000-yard receiver. Hmm. So I'm going to take Michael Gallup here. Um, so he said he was going to keep playing until he's not a 1,000-yard receiver, and that may be until he's 37 with the way he feels now. He also said in a um, – a press conference or some type of report who's talking to a reporter. It was a legitimate report. I was le reading it on a re legitimate website um, that, or maybe Twitter that he is deciding between new England or, or Tennessee because of the amount of money that they're able to bring to the table, but he would he's not excited to play with their quarterbacks. He would rather play with Kansas. He would rather play with Mahomes, Josh Allen, or uh, there's, one other, one other Jared quarterback. I can't. No, um, I'm just um, yeah, Jer but maybe. I, but I, 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 but that's, that, that'd be amazing and terrible for the Bears at the same time. But if you look at their available cap situation for the Bills and the Chiefs, they can't have. They've got no cap. Like he wants a, he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. Is basically what's going on here. And so I think ultimately, the Chiefs and the Bills aren't going to be able to restructure enough to be able to free up enough caps. So if you look at them, they're literally, they're like 30 and 31st in time in terms of cap space available. <laughs> so they're in really bad shape. And so um, I don't think they're going to be able to give them anywhere close to the money. And then he's going to be looking at, you know, 15 million for close to 15 million for one season over here with new England. I think he's going to take like a one year deal with new England ultimately, because they can bring more money. They have a little bit more, potential i think in his eyes then uh now the other option was cleveland that was right it was cleveland it was uh deshaun going back and pairing up with deshaun watson but they don't have much cap either they're they're really tight too they're in they're all three of those teams have like very little cap space and they can't give him the money that he wants but he feels that they're contenders and they have good quarterbacks he'd like to play with but he's gonna have to go with the patriots man i think it's gonna come down to the wire before training camp but i think ultimately he's gonna take the deal with the patriots knowing bill o'brien's there and, and bill belichick and they do have they're very well coached right so um they have that potential and mac jones i mean like deandre go look at mac jones accuracy metrics from his rookie season he had those flashes last year they're gonna play aggressive they're gonna be forced to so i think he should you know, ultimately go with the, I'm hoping he does not go with Tennessee Titans. I would be very upset if he goes to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, he'll, he'll succeed there. You know, you know, AJ Brown succeeded there, but I don't think that's a team that's 
you know, got Super Bowl written all over him. But if that's what he wants, I mean, he's got to realize that he's going to have to take a big pay cut. I don't, I don't know if the NFL can do this, but I know that Andy, you might not know this. There's a couple of baseball teams still paying guys from like the '90s because they wrote such. <laughs> ret- <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. The Mets are one of them, uh, and they're paying a guy like a couple mil a year that that hasn't played since like '95. So, dude, his agent needs <laughs> the biggest bonus. Like, I'd build that agent a house, man. Yeah, I mean, you're like retired and you're like, ah, oh, this is working out. I got all my millions in my account. Yep, chat knows what's up, Bobby Bonilla. And uh, meanwhile, your former team is still sending you a paycheck. That's that's where you want to be. Mr. Mister Wood here has been hammering, uh, hammering some wide receivers of late, some, some home run hitters, uh, Drake London, but then he just hit Mingo. He does have a couple quarterback, Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson. Let's see what um, – that's an interesting one, too. Broncos started out A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, then got Lamar Jackson. You know that Miami-Baltimore game is always nuts. They do play this year. Uh, then Jameer Gibbs, Dallas Goddard, Aaron Jones – Jordan Addison, Zay, and then goes stacks uh, Lamar with Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Samaj P. Ryan in Denver, Elijah Mitchell, MVS, Cole Komet. What do you think about that, man? Komet has some massive spike weeks last year. Um, I think that probably only gets better at this point. Wow, Bush Leaguer's coming in with the, the uh, baseball history. Excuse me there. Uh, Bobby Bonilla getting hurt in spring training camp cleared the way for Albert Pujols Ooh. to make the team, and the rest is history. Albert, uh, otherwise known as one of the best players to ever play the game, who retired last season. So that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, Anani picked up a 1992 Pacific rookie card, Ben Coates. New England tight end. Old, old school, man. Nice. Andy sneaks the pick in. Yeah, I went with uh, Tyler Algier. I got five running backs, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot back to um, wide receiver here. Oh my guy, Tyquan Thornton. Speaking of the Patriots, definitely want me some Tyquan Thornton. That is a spike week freaking candidate right there, brother. I like it. I like it. Yeah. He definitely showed a bit last season that uh, that he, he didn't quite have that prospect going into the year, but he's, I think, really put it in in practice, and I think he could have a big year. It's going to depend on Mac Jones, but he could really have a big year. Have you seen the his head-to-helmet ratio on his optic rookie cards? No. You, you've got to see this. Hold on. You gotta see this. This is this is insane. I I, I gotta shout out James. This is on his one of one gold vinyl. I gotta shout out uh, James eighty eight out for the um, the posting of this card in the Discord server over uh, at patreoncom cards. So check out, check out this Taekwon Thornton r- rookie phenom optic NFL shield patch. Whoa, one of one 
$74.99. But, but look how look how big his helmet is compared to how small his head is. It looks like he's got a foot and a half afro in the helmet that's just like perfectly out. And all you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's uh that's a pretty big helmet. Maybe maybe he's got I mean, a really maybe he's got a really tall head. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is the the wildest looking head to helmet ratio. We're gonna have to start counting this as a statistic because this is flying off the charts, man. If it's an indicator of success, I guess we'll have to use it going forward. So it's a good watch. Ends in two days, thirteen hours. Saturday, eleven thirty-two a.m. Eastern. Currently seventy-four ninety-nine in auction. Zero bids. Get you a piece of of history with the smallest head to helmet ratio in the NFL. <laughs> oh, what do I want here? You know what? Let's go this guy. Jeremiah got his Bears uh, Bears running back. Oh, dude, Bears running backs are perfect for this format. They're even better in this form. I see you just got one, Steve. Deonta Foreman, absolutely love that. Like, wh weren't there? There was a couple years last year for the um, for the Panthers where he had like thirty five point weeks. I mean, you get that from a running back, you are golden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still had a couple clunkers in the mix, but he had some absolutely insane games, and that's kind of what I was going for there. And that's why I ended up taking McKinnon instead of someone else earlier because I think McKinnon had a 35-point game last year too. Oof. I just got a new idea for this format. You go B. John Robinson. You start out B. John Robinson. Where did he Where did he go? End of the first hit. You get an end of the first pick, I, you could have started out B. John Robinson. And then instead of Jonathan Taylor – you gotta go, Miles Sanders. I know it's a crawl. You don't have to do it right away. I guess it's a crazy reach. Whatever. He's still not going until pick sixty nine. So you don't have to do it right away. Obviously, get you an elite wide receiver. Like, you know, get you, get you an elite wide receiver right here. Whether it's uh, St. Brown or Waddle or what, any of these guys. But you could start out Bijan, elite wide receiver, and then elite quarterback. You get Herbert Fields. Like, oh, Fields would be perfect. Fields would be perfect, dude, because then we can stack him with, like, Green Bay running backs, and you can get a Bears running back later on, and then you can still get Miles Sanders in here. Whew. I'm actually liking uh, tackling the rushing side of this weekly winner's format too, man. Yeah, I don't think the, the verdict is out on what the best – draft format is quite yet but, but i just I'm took another running back i'm intrigued though i'm intrigued i just i just took uh jerome ford man oh i can't wait for him to have a spike here a spike week uh that's well ahead wait what pick are we at screw uh, it 16 one did I was that an auto pick? Did I get auto pick? No, I don't think so. Oh no, I got him. I got Cordo Patterson. Nice man. I had my eye on that guy. 
Yeah, and that's probably not ideal because I also have Tyler Algier. But I know they're going to run the hell out of the ball, and Cordell Patterson will be like probably almost strictly a receiver this year. So, and and he's going to be obviously their short A dot guy, right? I mean, there may be like some sweeps to him, even some screens, some all kinds of stuff. But he's going to be their gadget guy, and um, I think he could easily ask Mike Weeks because he can score from anywhere on the field. Still, I mean, he's proven it. Last couple of years, he's still super juiced up, has not incurred any significant uh, enough of an injury to really say that he's going to slow down at all this year. And he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him, you know? He's just not a young, sexy name anymore. Ferguson from Dallas, interesting. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the um, with the one quarterback strategy, I have been able to put two tight ends, but I've got two, four, seven running backs and three, four, five, six wide receivers, and we got two picks left. So I think the last two picks I'll go wide receiver. Uh, because of the one super elite tight end and then a mid-tier tight end, I'm going in seven running backs. Now I can swing for the fences a couple late-round wide receivers here, and that's a draft. And I think, hey, just got to get one week right, baby. Man, I'm so torn. Chase Brown, love it, Steve. I can't wait to that. I, I, I know Derek said he don't like him. I know he watched a lot more of him in college, but I watched this guy like his 20 minute, um, uh, what you cause, oh man, I can't even, I, it's on the tip of my tip of my tongue. You know, that, that YouTube channel that makes all the college highlights like D productions, or I can't remember what they're called. Um, but anyways, you watch that. And I mean, he looks really good. He looks really good. I so I know Illinois is a small school, but he ran a 4-4-3, like tested great at the combine, 92nd 40-yard dash, uh, 92nd percentile, 95th percentile burst. I mean, the guy is ranking really high. Even ranks 86th percentile on the bench press, Steve, 25 reps at 225. I mean, dude's a stud. Do you remember uh, Rashad Mendenhall? Just, yeah, I do remember a, Mendenhall. A beast running back, played for the Steelers, and uh, he went to Illinois as well. Derek's just like, he's eh. But he plays for the Bengals, man. And, like, Joe Mixon has definitely missed his fair share of time. And he's also got a potential suspension at some point, even though, like Alvin Kamara, it's probably going to push back a full year, you know. There's actually um, there's actually more to it than just that, but they've asked him to take a pay cut. So That's right. They haven't asked him to take a pay cut, which he's probably going to take because he's clearly a degenerate off the field. Uh, he's he's kind of crazy, so you know he's probably going to take his pay cut just so he could keep keep his job. Because especially right now in the running back market, I mean it's like dang, yeah, all the 2017, 2016, and twenty seventeen running backs that at one point have been first round draft picks or have had mega contracts that are free agents now. Yeah, I think that the the pay cut thing may may actually be a bigger deal than him getting cut. Uh, he may not want to take a pay cut. 
and they may have to just cut him, not for legal reasons, but for cap reasons, and somebody has to start at running back. What do you think about this New England backfield behind Ramondre Stevenson? Like, the, P- Pierre Strong as Satellite and Kevin Harris is a behemoth of a human being. Kevin Harris is a monster power back that could be really interesting if anything were to happen to Ramondre. I think Pierre Strong's interesting, especially if it's PPR. He's got, you know, he, he does fill a lot more of that third down receiving role, but, uh, you know, pending an injury, he could end up being more of a fill-in for the lion's share of the work. But I think their running game's fine. I think their offense overall will be fine this year. I think people just assume that Mac was crappy last year and he'll be crappy this year, but I think he'll actually have his best season to date, even better than his rookie year was. Josh Palmer or Terrace Marshall? Ooh, that's a coin toss, man. All formats. You got six seconds. Whoever you have fewer of in other leagues, I would say. Uh, I I went Josh Palmer because he was actually open, and I do not want to get auto picked. <laughs> I couldn't I give you a, Claypool. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't have given you a straight answer because those are the two receivers I have starred for my last pick. <laughs> well, I look at it like this. Right now, there is a beat reporter's uh, pipe dream that Terrace Marshall, because there's like a Carolina beat reporter out there that's like every time, oh, Terrace Marshall's best best looking guy on camp, you know, best chemistry with Bryce Young. You've seen those, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Whereas whereas in, in, uh, in L.A., Nobody's saying that about Josh Palmer. They're not going to say that about Josh. It's actually been very quiet about the Chargers. Like, you hardly hear anything about the Chargers. But um, it's not going to be about Josh. We know going into the season, it's not going to be. They got a first-round draft pick in Quentin Johnson. You got, you know, Keenan Allen, a longtime veteran stud, and Mike Williams, even though Mike Williams is probably on a decline with as many injuries he's had now. But it's not going to be Josh Palmer. You know what I'm saying? I got an interesting guy here, I think. I think Palmer's fine. I mean, they're going to be throwing. The, the, good, the good point is they have a new offensive coordinator this year, and I will say the Palmer is not a Deontay Johnson. He is not an Amon Ross St. Brown. He's not a CeeDee Lamb. Josh Palmer's the guy you put on the outside and tell him to go deep and, and have him win a 50-50 ball, you know? Um, that's where they've got to have him. And so I think that's what hopefully Quentin Johnson plays a complimentary role. And I think that's why people are like, oh, man, that wasn't a great pick. Like they should have got a guy uh, like a Jordan Addison or somebody that I think you can move around a little bit more and move into the slot instead of, um, you know, uh, Quentin Johnson. But we'll see. We'll see how what, how they – what they do with them. We know Keenan Allen plays a lot out of slots, and maybe they feel confident there. Gerald Everett, I think, is decent. If that that's a guy that struggles with his weight, like Gerald Everett. Remember that game? He was getting peppered with targets. And like if you had Gerald Everett, you were so excited. This was last year, it was a primetime nighttime game, but he got winded. Do you remember that? This MF got was... winded. I'm like, bro, you're an NFL player and you're getting winded from a few targets. And he literally gassed out. He literally gassed out and 
and, and couldn't like catch the touchdown. I remember he was even open, but he was so tired, like hands on the hips, he couldn't t- catch the touchdown and dropped it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, early in the year he had a ton of usage and a lot and a lot of touchdowns, but his role just went away by as the season went on. I know you guys remember that game. Let me know in the chat if you remember that game when Gerald Everett literally gassed out on the field. And it was a nighttime game, like in L.A., in not Miami at 1 o'clock when Josh Allen and a few of those Buffalo Bill offensive linemen had a good reason to pass out. <laughs> They're getting gas passing out from heat exhaustion and stuff. Bushleaguer right. said he got every rookie tight end. All right, so how was that, Steve? The weekly winners? I mean, that we'll was know it. after week one. Yeah, no, that was interesting. I, I, I like the whole premise, though, of, you know, after one week, maybe seeing some some get back right away, you know? Yeah. So do you guys want to uh, – we got to bring in our special guest. We got to bring in our special guest for this next one. I'm going to go ahead and invite him. Uh, but we got to start thinking about do we want to do we want to do a uh, private league? Do we want to do a best ball mania, or do we want to do a? You guys want to do like? Um, let me go to NFL here. Oh, we can do as low as three dollars, but I like to do a little bit more than three dollars. You guys want to do a, a five or ten dollar one? What does it just fill up once uh, everyone's in there? Or how does that work? Yeah, it, it starts once it's full. So we could do a, a 12 person $5 or a 10 person $10. 12 person $5 or a 10 person $10. Think about think about those two options or say BBM in the chat. I'm not opposed to doing another one of the ones we just did. Come on, Derek. Come on, Derek. Derek's like, oh, BBM4. Got to get my numbers up on BBM4. Okay, I'm not. I'm down with a BBM4 too. Let's invite our guest in then, and we'll we'll. uh, I guess we'll let him pick. How about that? That works. So in the meantime, let me check in. uh, Oh, let's check in on that Almond Ross St. Brown. I still got an hour left. Twenty-seven eighty-eight. See something real quick, Steve. We got to pull up. I want to look at the graded sold volume, Steve, over the past week. See what that's doing. I always love the indicator that this gives me. I just love seeing the um, the percentage increases or decreases in certain players that we know have pretty healthy graded reports. Kind of how how sellers are listing auctions like uh, you can see auction volume is pretty much down across the board on all elite uh players but the buy now volume is all healthy and in fact it's like up for quite a few guys 22 percent on justin fields in fact over the past week steve there's been a couple guys i've been looking for certain cards of and uh there's just not any auctions out there but i think that there's just not as many people listing right now either. So what's out there is, is limited, but uh, there will be more obviously. Yeah, there will be more just like Brock Purdy is now showing up on this report at 80 graded uh, football cards sold in the past week. And it's like, wow, man, he's just like, 
his graded cards are just coming back really fast. And even Kenny Pickett, 67. 67, so that's really solid as well. Um, and, and that's down over the week before. So it's it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. And that's how you know it's all coming back. And then more people are selling and buying nows now. Look at the numbers. Like the auction volume is down 25% week over week compared to the buy it now volume, only down 18 and 2. Most people that you know have done this more than a few times, they realize that the off season is into the peak for for selling in an auction. And uh peak for selling in an auction is after your guy has a blow up game. So I think that those numbers, you know, switch up a bit once the season starts. All right. So here's a good would you rather, Steve. Kenny Pickett based on his PSA 10. I guess before I ask you, would you rather, do you think this price is going to go down for Kenny Pickett's base Donruss PSA 10 at $50? Yeah. After, at, by the end of 2023, or at least by like that November time period? Yeah, I could see it being like 30 to 35, probably. He's, st- he's still kind of new and fresh, but you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, which seemingly they won't, uh, then, you know, he just becomes kind of a, a backseat guy to whoever the newer rookie's going to be. Justin Fields based on his yes. PSA 10, 40, yeah. $44. That, cheaper than the Kenny Pickett. Yeah, that's a no brainer, man. That that's was my would you rather, but I guess I, I made it too easy because you have a Chicago, you literally have a Chicago Bears hat on. <laughs> what the hell am I thinking? Yeah. All right. Man. So. And, I think that I think just about everyone in the chat would agree that if you can get the same card for Fields for four bucks less, that's the buy. Well, our next guest may disagree with that. All right. This is a longtime Quest friend, Quest Trailblazer. The guy's got an incredible collection. Uh, he also recently started his own YouTube channel with his grandkids having fun, ripping packs. We bring on Brian from thundering sports cards with us brian what's going on man talk to us how's it going how we doing brian doing pretty good how are you guys doing i'm ready to draft you ready to draft yeah i'm ready what's um i see you got the steelers hat on you got the steelers shirt loving it man so would you go i got my shirt are the um it would you so would you go kenny pickett or Justin Fields based on his PSA 10 at $45. I go Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. All right. What so I'll what draft Kenny format Pickett do you want to with the one-handed catches? I'll, I'll I'll take him. I mean, just as Justin Fields until he starts making the playoffs, I'm staying away from him. So, which receiver on the Steelers do you think is going to have the best season this year? Uh, probably Pickens, I think. And Pickens, think- I thought I thought you might say Pickens. I find that very. I've I've actually listened to a couple analysts lately that have are very bullish on Pickens, and I have, and I have uh, publicly stated that I think he's going to be more like a Gabe Davis than he is uh, going to be a high volume guy. So, and. I just think he's going to probably put up 750 to 800 yards, but not this like 1500 yard season. Like I think we can get out of Deontay Johnson. Well, cause I got Deontay Johnson on one side, Pickens on the other, and then they got Robinson in the middle. 
That's true. They are paying Allen Robinson some crazy like $10 million. It's crazy what yeah. his contract is. Yeah. And I'm like, what? They just keep picking it up from different teams. He's and just, he's the just offensive show coordinator up. lets Kenny Pickett actually throw the ball better or, you know, deeper will we'll be better this year. And they really work it, on their defense. So, so the other thing I didn't introduce about you, Brian, you had quite a few best ball teams on underdog fantasy advance to the playoffs last year, man. And I want to congratulate that for you. I know you didn't take down the championship, but you got pretty dang close. I know your underdog account is loaded from best ball mania four last year or best ball. It was best ball mania three at that time. Well, yeah, I missed it by half a point to go to half the next round. To, so to go to the finals, close. like the or, the, or this quarterfinals? Yeah, what it was, was I went through week 14 and I, I got, I was in first place. Then I went to week 15 and then I got to where I got third place on it, where I was a half a point short. And then yeah. another one, I was a point short. Because mm. I had like three of them out of six. All right, That's man. Good. Sweet. Yeah, you get it this so year, you're gonna then. you're ready to run it back this year. Yeah, and you, all I do is I first my first eight picks I draft my team. All right. I don't I draft my team. Then my second picks, my second eight picks is my backup players. So I pick them, and then the uh, next three or four picks are my third string of what where I think I need to put them. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, dig, I dig it. So, do you wanna do you wanna hop into a Best Ball Mania Four, one of the the big twenty five dollar tournaments, or do you want to do a um, a private league with just us and the guys in the chat, like a five or ten dollar league? I'll do. I can even do what Steve just did. What you all just did, if you want. Uh, weekly winners. Yeah. I, yeah, I can try. I can try one of those. All right, let's do let's do a weekly winners. Well, let like, me see how to get there, and then I'll wait, do it. Where's my weekly winners go? You you looking at my screen, right? Do I need to update my browser? Go to the home button. Go to the home button. Home You're button. on NFL. Oh, haha! Wow, that's interesting. Okay, note to uh, everybody out there: home button is where weekly winners is at for the 2022 season. I um, see weekly winners at my top of my screen. Yeah, it's a fifteen dollar tournament, and I will count us down here. Brian, Steve, Chat, Jeremiah, Late Stick, Derek. Come on, Derek. Come on, go, Derek. Derek. Come on, man. Bring Let's it go, on, Derek. Let's go. I know you can spare thirty, uh, forty-five minutes and fifteen dollars for a weekly winners draft. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, enter. Didn't enter for me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh I may have just got in two drafts. It's not what what's going on here. It says waiting for nine people. Get in, get in. Look, I click on it, it disappears. Oh. Waiting for six. Did I get in? I hope we're not letting me in. Uh, I, you know what I did? I clicked on it again, and I like clicked and held the click for a second. 
I don't know if that made a difference. I, I think I was like clicking too fast or something before. Uh, that was a little strange. Oh man, this is a brand new tournament format. So, oh, I, I, I saw somebody. So we got four spots open in this uh, weekly winner. I just got in. Two spots open. Awesome. Filled. What do we got? I know we got at least a few people from the chat in there. Andy with the one dot one. Joey collects is in there. Oh, streamer one dot one baby. Hey, Tom's in here again. Bush is in here again. And Mathia, Steeler. Uh, do we know T Bone? Do we know TJ Stallion? Who's your dad? I see. I know Joey collects. I got. We got our our Miami man in the house. I know Mathia, Francis. Scaldesi, Bushleaguers, man, we got a lot of uh, questers in this. Andy, draft. I think we just switched draft positions, just about. <laughs> and I got Bush drafted in front of me again, man. That was that was hurting the last draft. Oh, he, but yeah, Bush had the turn. I'm in the sixth ball. And Bush, so, so Bush, uh, you were killing me you... last draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to make sure not to auto pick here. Think think about it, man. I know there's just not a lot of guys left, Andy, but make the right decision here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he goes JC. I I've been doing a lot of uh, Justin Jefferson one dot one lately. I started off the beginning of the off season uh, with uh, Jamar Chase one dot one. Then I went Jefferson. Now I'm back on. I think it's time for me to go back on Chase for the next month. I also see. Brian, I want to get your take on this. I was asking Steve about this earlier. Like the Optic Hollow Justin Jeffersons, I had one I sold for $50, maybe even a little bit more, for an Optic Hollow Justin Jefferson. The 2021 Optic Hollow Jamar Chase is like a $10-$15 card. Do you think that goes up to more of that $40, $50 range, or do you think that the 2021 Optic product on the, on the base variety and – uh, base optic hollow for a guy like Chase is just plagued. It's just plagued. The set is plagued. There's too many or something. I think there's too many. I wish there was a way to know. I wish there was a way to know. Yeah, that's the tough part, man. And I think that's the same thing that's plaguing like the uh, prism silvers. It's almost. If you even if it's an optic hollow from like 2021, you want to at least have it in a PSA 10 grade to really help it stand out and to get those um, those value spikes. And I know you grade quite a few cards, right, uh, Brian? I actually, yeah, I've got a, some cards here from you actually. Get ready to send off the PSA. Yeah, I grade them with because one's my grandkids, which is the elephant card I sent you. That J K Jones, that's the elephant card. Mm -hmm. That's a case hit. And then I also sent you the Michael Jordan for my other grandkids. Son. And then I got my Patrick Mahomes graded. No, that's not Pat. It's Ben Rossenberger jersey. And, ah, and that's the, right. And then I got the one that we pulled on our channel, which was that is the Kevin Durant. Yeah, you told me that one's like that was a case hit, right? 
Yeah, well, I got it out of 25, so it's out of 25. Oh, okay. That, okay. No, that, I think it was other. That's that green one, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So, what do we got? Hitman so goes Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Bush Leaguers, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, you did Tyree Kill there at the number six spots, Brian. I'm digging that, man. I really wanted St. Brown, but me and Bush think way too much alike. Man. Look at the quarterbacks flying off early again. Hitman, Mahomes, Joey collects, Josh Allen, Diggs, got that premium stack. Hurts, Eckler, that's an interesting one. I wonder if, if uh, they cross paths at all. But I, what, what, do you, what do you think about Eckler having another big season? I mean, do we, do we really think that – I mean, the, the depth chart is not, not there at all. I mean, there's nobody there to challenge him. Uh, I mean, him and Keenan Allen are the cogs in that offense. I, I don't think he's slowing down. I, I would even hazard to say that he even has a bigger role, but um, those are like the main two guys that make everything work there. Could you imagine, though, if something happened, they got bounced out of early contention if he ended up with uh, an equally as good team? But I don't know. I hope somebody just signs him to a couple-year deal and he just keeps rolling, man. I love guys that put out those kind of numbers and still get underestimated. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it's just due with his size, you know. But you get to learn that dude's backstory and the, his work ethic is is just insane. Like, I, I really like Austin Eckler. I think he's he's going to be cranking it for a while. Um, am I at the, I'm at the 1.1, so I can, I can do this. Screw you guys. I go Bengals Alpha Double Stack. Let's go. Hey, that looks familiar. <laughs> I don't know if that's 100% optimal looking at the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase splits, but I know that Joe Burrow can bring two pass catchers along with them on a monster week. Agreed. So I think what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to pull up the 2023 schedule. Brian, how do you feel about this um, this format, this weekly winners? I, I, I think it sounds pretty cool. Well, I thought I'd give what it a shot. Yeah. So I see you got Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor. You're on the clock here. What are you thinking? Chris Olave. Oops, so oh, you, oh, you wanted Chris Olave? I wanted ah. Chris Olave. Oh, yeah, somebody drafted him already. Well, Chris Olave has the weakest schedule this year. Yep, you're right. So I was want, I was going to get him and then match him with Derek Carr. That's an that's an interesting play, man. Especially looking at Chris Olave's uh, deep threats from last year, who were insane. Well, so they had the weakest I, schedule I this some, year. Now, now, the one thing about the weakest schedule I find interesting is that that could um, go, I guess, 
against your plan only because think of it if their schedule's so weak and they get up on teams do you think that they would run the ball more and play a more conservative uh, game approach in a positive game script scenario than yeah, if they if were always like behind two or three or, touchdowns he already got his points it don't matter that's a good if it's point four quarters or if it's just in the half that's a good point puts up three tutties in a hundred yards that's still going to be uh 18 plus 10 28 points plus the bonus so or if you get if they, i'm not sure if they have a hundred yard bonus but that's going to be yeah it's about 30 points it's, mm, it's about that's 30 points the way i look at it i think it? 30 points is definitely good enough to get you a championship week mm-hmm. awesome because in this that- format you're playing against like 250,000 uh, other rosters every week. Right. And I also think that uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a great year. That's an that's interesting take. I know that's going to be music to a lot of guys' <laughs> ears out there that have invested in their rookie cards. Uh, well, last going year, back he was to a first-round pick. Now, all of a sudden, he dropped. Now, he's got the 29th week of schedule. So yeah, yeah. I think, so I that's what I think. I dig it, man. And he was he was a guy that like if you go back and look at his uh, game log from well uh, not I guess let, let me let me I'm curious last year did he have any big games at all? I know he he missed a bunch of games. He only played eleven games, but. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So he still had a 24-point week last year where he was the RB1 on that pathetic season. That was against the Raiders. Um, But, man, yeah, I love that pick because you go back to 2021, and he had a 53-point week (laughs) against Buffalo, you know, and he had a ton of 25, 35-point weeks, 28, 32. He was just – smashing it every week and that's why i love picking guys like like him i think that's a that's a smash play man great pick hmm kenneth walker another one that i really like too man you're not worried about zach charbonnet at all then huh nope (laughs) i love it man i love love the confidence there that that have already been proven on the field all right, Andy. Let's see where. Let's see the direction Andy's going here. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and snag me a, an elite tight end. Hmm. Same division, right? As um, Cincinnati and Baltimore. So they play each other twice. I dig it. So 
Yeah, starting to build a little little game theory. J.K. Dobbins racks up four or five touchdowns. Joe Burrow airing it out. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase go off against Baltimore. You get that twice per year. Um, and then you've got a T.J. Hawkinson, which is just uh, any given Sunday, he's going to go nuclear, <laughs> you know, um, with that Minnesota offense like constantly in a negative or neutral game script scenario. We'll, we'll get to see how bad their defense really is week one because they're playing the Bucks. If the Bucks like can hang in there and the Bucks look decent week one against Minnesota, <laughs> then you just know Minnesota's defense is god awful. <laughs> Trask for three fifty. Yeah. Oh, Trask for three fifty. Wow, I was not expecting you to say that. Could happen. Could very well happen. Is that because you think he's going to beat out? Uh, Baker in training camp. I think he. I think he at least gets a chance to start. I think they at least give him a chance to start. I think Baker was brought in as insurance, but I'll tell you what: you watch a lot of these other channels, and they're already talking about it as if Baker won the job. But I haven't heard that factually spoken anywhere. Who do you think is going to win the starting job there, Brian? Where in Tampa? And Tampa, hmm. yeah, you got it. Would probably be Baker. I think that's who it's going to be too. I I do agree with Steve that I think they're going to give Traskum shots in preseason, and if he's hot, like, and he can keep it going, then maybe. But he's, I think he's going to have to do a lot more than what like Sam Howell's going to have to do in Washington to beat out Jacoby Brissett. It feels I like think, Steve, doesn't it feel like Steve, like Sam Howell, like, and you just picked Terry McLaurin, Brian, that doesn't it feel like Sam Howell's got, got a um, easier shot at starting this year than Trask does for sure. I'm thinking that, well, he's a number one receiver, so I'm taking him. Well, I, I, I would make the argument, though, that Brissett had a much better season last year than Mayfield, who played for, what, three different teams? Right, that's true. And he's, like, not the guaranteed starter. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. It's a, it's a, it's a different level of competition. Like, how and Brissett would beat out both Trask and Mayfield in Tampa <laughs> if they were right. all four on the Tampa dead chart. Quite, quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> Then you got to ask yourself, though, is did, did Tampa screw up by not going out and getting Brissett? Or did they get someone they think the Trask could beat out or will beat out? Mm. Oh. That's some serious galaxy brain shit right there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I think even if they let Baker start, I, I just can't see him playing the whole year. I just can't. You think it's because he gets benched by Todd Bowles or injury? Probably benched. I mean, he he had some incredible moments last year, but numbers-wise, he was one of the worst in the league by a good margin. Have the guys told me that I've got an overlay over my face? 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure underdog is loving this because we're, you know, got, we, we want to drive them more business, especially with promo code quest. But, uh, there's yeah, an un- kind of overlay on my face. There's, there's an underdog logo drafting a fantasy team. That's next level, man. They're like, no, we're, we're focused on not auto picking. Not like you, Andy. All right, I'm back up. Might actually go Gabe Davis here. I feel like I've been trash talking him so much. Actually, it doesn't seem like a bad pick here. Actually, a the proper format for for that. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely the proper format for a Gabe Davis. He's gonna dominate this format because he's probably gonna have a playoff game week. Man. If if you go Swift here, it's like, dude, I hope Swift is healthy, gets his crap together. Burks is not a bad one here though either, and I do have, like, I just uh, I gotta go Swift here, man. He could he could have a crazy game for sure. This is a totally different roster you build out of from the one hole than the back of the oh, yeah. uh, back of the lineup. Andy, I, I saw you say something the other day about Rashad Penny being being hurt, but I couldn't find that info anywhere. Do you have, is that confirmed or is that uh, speculation? I heard it from a very reputable uh, fantasy football analyst that I think it was the guy who worked for NBC Sports Edge. Um, but it, I tell you, like I have I haven't found that myself. I'm going based on what he said. And I don't even know if it was like published or what what um, source he heard it from or whatever, but he didn't say it was a definite thing. He said it was something like he heard. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's the, more, little... the more I'm like trying to like uh, <laughs> legitimize it's getting, this. It's getting worse by the second. <laughs> it's getting... But. I would not be surprised. Now you got me. Go- now I gotta go dig, man. I gotta go dig and find. I looked. Space. I mean, I didn't spend a, a whole lot of time on it, but I I looked and I, I couldn't find anything. I'm hoping someone in the chat here has more specifics and can help me out. Man, you guys ate my watch list up there. All right. Well, I picked my all my starters. Uh, let's see what your starters are, Brian. All right, so Dak. All right, interesting. So Dak in the seventh round. Darren Waller. Man, that's a bold pick, but I think that could be huge. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Kent Walker, Devonta Smith, Jonathan Taylor, Tyree Kill. I like it, man. I see a lot of potential there. Now, are you going to try and stack Anybody on the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, or are you are you gonna you running them naked? No, because I'm gonna pick another quarterback here in a minute. Oh, interesting. Baker, Bush said, but Baker's a sober Johnny Manziel. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> That sounds about right. He's just doing idiotic things sober. So, 
I don't know. This is going back about three or four weeks, but there was <laughs> some clips of Baker in practice just vastly missing his targets from like eight to ten yards out. I mean, I, I hope that that's just like some shoulder rust and we just saw a couple bad throws in a row, but that that, that wasn't looking too good. If I was Tampa, I'd be going Tom, out and get uh, trading for Jameis Winston, man. At least that guy can chuck the ball. I love these guys uh, from Player Profiler. It's the, I, I'm not finding it either, but I did find this, which I thought was interesting. Top five injury risk. And they have their um, their their injury risk calculator out, which is pretty cool. It's got all kinds of, of algorithm in there. Um like calculations around how likely they are to get injured. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, Rashad Penny. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that McCaffrey one. I mean, he played a, a awful lot of football last year. Last year, but think about every year before that, going back to damn near his rookie year. Well, you know, you, you saw he had a couple good years and you saw the teams he played for. I mean, you were asking him to to be the whole football team. I think that that's going to make most most people not obviously not every workhorse back is oft injured, but it's putting you in a likelihood scenario of getting hurt. Saquon, same thing, you know. I think, I, I think I'm going to go second quarterback here with Anthony Richardson. Is that rushing uh, upside that he's got? That athleticism just could be insane, man. Oh, give me a, a Detroit wide receiver here. It's tough. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, go, let's go J-Mo, man. His stuff's still expensive. Yeah. I have to agree. I've seen it all over, though. I mean... I, that just tells you that not everyone's sold on him because I've seen some incredible buys out there, but I've also seen like a steady, firm hold on the average price. Top five fragility rating. Paris Campbell, Rashad Penny, number two at 9.6. Sterling Shepard, that's two of the Giants wide receivers. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Parker. It makes sense to me, except the one that you, you that you really don't agree on is that Christian McCaffrey. How is Shepard? I don't know. I guess nine point six and nine point eight aren't that far apart. But how is Shepard not number one on that list? He is always hurt. He, he's missed what? He's got ACL surgery like two or three years in a row. Yeah, man. He's yeah. He's always hurt. But yeah, CMC's rap sheet is getting pretty long. It's getting pretty long. I think it's just all the injuries in 2021 and 2020 that really have them concerned. Plus, you know, just the fact that he does get a lot of volume. He is 27 years old and he does kind of, I mean, the guy's a very physical runner at the same time that he is such a good pass, uh, pass catcher.
So what happened there, Brian? I heard you. I heard you sign, man. It sounds like you missed a guy. You did get James Conner, who's like a Pittsburgh Steelers breakout legend, man. He went to Pitt too, didn't he? Yeah, he he went to Pitt. His last year was okay, but the year before that, he got 15 touchdowns. So that's why I picked him. And then, yeah, man, uh, he's a, he gets a ton of volume. I I think. I feel like James Conner is a guy that Steve would be on at value. Steve, are you on James Conner? He gets a lot of work. I mean, they haven't phased them out yet, so I think there's a lot of value. <laughs> that was a nice way. Of, you're not. That was. A, that would sound like a nice way of you're not too high on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Re- no, I'm not reaching for him. But if he's in the right spot, I'm. I'm not hesitating to get him. But for a backup running back, he's not too bad. No, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I already have my, let's see, I have Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor and, then, and then I have Kenneth Walker as my starters. I dig it, man. And and James Conner and James Cook are great, like, third and fourth running backs. Well, because I yeah, know James so Cook's starting eight. for the, the uh, Bills. The Bills. Yeah, he's their the starter this year. Offense. You think the Bills are ever going to get to a Super Bowl, Brian? Mm, I don't know. I think they're going to be getting close, but as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be rough. For Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, uh, Francis1966, that's Tom, right? Yeah. See what he got Bijan at the 1.10. He went Bijan. Yeah. Let's see if he got Miles Sanders. He did not get Miles Sanders. Got Pacheco. He got Jameer and Jamal Williams. He would have had to reach on Miles. Uh, He could have got him at 63. So I think what I would do in this format, if I wasn't streaming and talking about a bunch of different stuff, is like actually have the schedule pulled up and and like based on how I started it, I would then try and find matchups in that team schedule to target. Or 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 opposing players in the same division, like J.K. Dobbins uh, versus the Bengals, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Probably, probably a, um, a a late round guy like Isaiah Likely, or uh, I'm sure there's still some Baltimore wide receivers available would be good for my roster too. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, Likely, you know, didn't have a outstanding season, but he had some outstanding weeks, and those just have to line up with uh, you know your other guys. I'm up. Oh, and, um, Zay Jones. I was actually thinking about taking Zay Jones. Um, they're in the East. That was an auto pick. I got I got Brian Robinson there. 
I literally think that might have been one of the first times I drafted Brian Robinson. You're going to be proud of me, Steve. Hey, man. I know you like Brian Robinson. One year removed from a gunshot wound. New offense. Could be good. They did you know, give him the ball quite a bit last year, even though he just got shot in the ass. Like, <laughs> I mean, a guy was not out very long. We were all going crazy for Antonio Gibson's opportunities, and they literally, I guess it was partially due to his own desire to get back out there, but he wasn't out but six weeks or something crazy, right? I mean, like, I got he was a lot right of back out there, man. <laughs> I got a lot of flack for taking him at the end of drafts, but it, it ended up working out. Yeah. He got decent volume. And obviously, now a year removed from the gunshot wounds. And the coaches obviously like him. And uh, he, he'd probably be back out there. I mean, he got 205 rush attempts last year. Even if he only gets 205 again this year, the touchdowns could go up from three to, you know, could, could go up, double that, six. Get some spike weeks out of him. Ooh. What happened? Oh, you're on the clock. Oh, you did you want Russ? I gotta think now. All right. Myers. I wanted that Mooney from Chicago. Mooney is money. Yes, he is. I feel like this is the most likely time in the draft where your watch list will just start shrinking. You're not starring up every guy early in the draft because you know they're just not going to make it back to you. But Jeremiah is on the uh, team Brian Robinson flag plant. I think his value. Where what a uh, a Brian Robinson? They they should make some kind of gunshot card for him, right? I mean, I mean, it's synonymous to his uh, rookie year. That would make for some incredible accolades. Brian Robinson. There, there should be like a gunshot. An, an insert where you have uh, something that was stu stood out about your season and recovered from a gunshot wound. That was a good pick, Oh, thank you, Brian. Yeah, they're saying Taysom Hill's going to get more involved in the, the pass game, so we're hoping. 31 out of 99, Luminance. He, this is him. He just got shot, and he's falling over. Just short of the goal line. What a flattering picture. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, for sure. Pretty clean exit wound, so he was able to heal pretty quick. Now, I would guess 
his rookie cards are going to be very, very Ooh, cheap. There was a tie dye there. I just saw. I saw it. Yeah, it was like six days out. From, Did you really uh, put shot March. in the search? Yeah, I did, man. I'm looking for. I want something very rare, something like a, very special. Are you looking for like a custom card? I'm sure you can get one. Of those. Ah, a Panini instant from the um, from from the crime scene, like a picture of of the wound. I don't know. Maybe like get a little get a little patch in there from the uh, the shorts that he was wearing when he got shot. The the wound gauze, one of one wound gauze. I mean, talk. I, I, I bet you that card would go for thousands. For, first of its kind, for sure. Fourteen fifty horizontal short print rookie ticket auto. Not bad, man. It's actually got upside in in the card at the current prices. I I think he's actually um, a pickup. He's a pickup man in the card market right now. What do you think, Brian? What's that, Bubba? What, what do you think about picking up some Brian Robinson cards, rookie ticket autos for like 10 bucks? I think it's a great idea. Because yeah. he's going to be the running back for Washington for a while. That is yeah. true. Second year of rookie contract. They clearly like the guy. Mm -hmm, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good pickup. Got Tank Bigsby. It's time for me to. Oh, I got auto drafted. Oh. Are you on autopilot? No. No. Oh, you got, got the. You got auto picked on Dalton the first Schultz. one. I got Dalton Schultz, man, with Nico Collins. This whole roster's dead. This whole roster is dead. Light stick. <laughs> I just spent pick 144 on Dalton Schultz after drafting Nico Collins. Well, you know what you got to do now, right? I got to upload a um, a new a new audio bit for this one. Is that what you're gonna say, Steve? No, no, that's funny. But I was gonna say draft their QB. Oh, go for a late uh, C.J. Stroud. Go for the fences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there is some. Oh, Tom got me. <laughs> You're not even a Bears fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not even a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, all right. Peoples Jones. Hey, Andy, did you watch the show when uh, 
My grandson pulled that Chris Godwin. Oh, the, you guys pulled a Chris Godwin? Yeah, it was a Chris Godwin, and it was a, a GMA 10 rookie card. I got out of that Mr. Pack. Nice. Mm-hmm. Deonta Foreman again. Okay. Oh, nice man. That pick is way better than the uh, Dalton Schultz in the 12th. Oh, there, and I think I found it. I'm way, I'm way late with this sound effect, but I, I finally found it. Like a spring. Next time I'll have it on tap, though. Well, this is a rough one. <laughs> I got to get one of those, too. Late stick. Have a good night, man. Late stick. You the man, brother. Have a good night. See, let's go upload this this audio. I, I I've got a bunch of new sound effects in my system for um, for this. this is gonna be great, dude. So this will this will be one. There's also a brain fart sound effect that I'm gonna upload. No, God, please, no, 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 no. Steve Carell in the office. <laughs> That's 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 up now. That's that's locked and loaded now. When you I got like a stream, you got like one of those uh, stream decks on there. We got all these programmed in there. Yeah, yeah. So this one's gonna be a brain freeze. I'm gonna do this one as the uh, brain freeze. They go pretty. They upload pretty quick. I just had I just noticed these earlier when I was making the new intro. So I was like, oh man, I gotta get all these new sound effects uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's the brain freeze. <laughs> right now I'm doing it. I got 16 I got auto picked again. Oh my god. Again? No, God, please, no. He no. got auto picked again. <laughs> No! Oh man! Come on, you got ten seconds. Oh my God! No, no, seriously, no. <laughs> oh, guys, all right. Who had the over on that one? Oh man. The irony, though, Andy, is that you got auto picked oh. while, like, prefacing the sound effect for the auto pick. I, and it was not intentional. This is not all just a bit, man. I swear that was just. I guess that's just me. I am. I had no desire to. Have, I'm actually not too bummed out about Mims, and I didn't get Cooper Cup, so I, I got nothing to do with Stafford. Now I've got Joe Burrow, Anthony Richardson, and Matthew Stafford. You guys. Take the 15 bucks donation. 
You know what? You know what's great, Andy? Though is you only got to win one week. That's true. Just one week, man. Don't be down. So some of these um, some of these sound effects are so funny, dude. I gotta get I gotta get some of these. Ryan, how you feeling about the roster, man? Well, I could have done better, but it's all right. I could have done better. Normally, I pick my quarterback in the first three rounds. Normally, but I didn't this time. But besides that, it's pretty. I think it's pretty good. Dawson Knox, let's see. I like that Dawson Knox pick late. I think oh, that, I know uh, I like him. Sorry. Francis. I'm picking here in a couple picks, and then I'll look at yours and see what it looks like. Yeah, sorry, I'm just exporting a couple more sound effects before uh, before it gets up to before it gets up. Dude, wait, you guys hear some of these? <laughs> You're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up. Now, you know I had to get my Steeler quarterback. You get him? Yeah, nice. I got him. So, who did you stack him with? Let's see. Does he got any? Or he does have mobility, so he could just run him naked. Bryce Young is off the board. Right, let me see. Sounds like I'm British. Oh, he's at the most. Have you ever heard a, a goat scream, Brian? No. Well, what? Have you ever heard a goat scream? Shoot, I'm on the clock. Oh. Oh, Tim Patrick, baby. All right, all right. We're talking. We're in the game. How many wide receivers I got? Four, seven? I better go RB here. Four RBs, Gus, Gus Bus, uh, maybe a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Why the heck not, man? Hey, man, any, anything could happen in the Chiefs' backfield, no joke. All right, now it's time to uh, 
time to upload some some audio here add some music got the goat screen all right we're gonna add in the the asian huh all right we're gonna add in the aha ha we're gonna add in the you have a lot of nerve. All right. All right. Here's a goat scream for you, Brian. I feel like the I feel like the auto pick should be like the sound of something malfunctioning. Oh, that's a good one. Stroud. Stroud got taken. Aha. You have a lot of nerve. That one's a little bit more serious. Sound effects that you guys could plan in the chat? Maybe that's some feature I can open up on YouTube. He'd want to have like a window break in or something too. That'd be cool. I can definitely get a window breaking. Good window breaking would be a nice sound effect every once in a while, right? Who doesn't like the sound of glass break? Glass break. Oh, I got all kinds of glass breaks. No, I need like a real window breaking here. Uh, these are all weak. Give me, give me a real, real window break. Oh, there it is. Found it. When glass break twelve is the one steve that was like throwing a cup on the ground grass glass break five oh bone breaking oh god that's not yeah y'all y'all want to hear that <laughs> that whew, buddy that's man, a, that you should pl- you should play that every time someone picks like an injury prone player <laughs> <laughs> we start talking about those <laughs> fragility ratings. Uh, you know what? Let's be different. Let's be different. It's a gamble pick, but we're being different. Walk me through it. Walk me through it, Steve. Jimmy G. I got uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Hunter Renfro to go with. So, so Mahomes is going to probably play, you know, pending an injury, probably be my starter every week. So just a little insurance just in case. There you go. Let's see, we've got the glass break. Decent. I like this glass break. How's the glass? Need the one from Stone Cold. What happened to your audio, man? I'm losing you. Yeah, you're in a warp tunnel. I think your cable came loose. It sounds like when your cable came loose. 
Oh, now you're muted. Try, try and unmute yourself. Hey, he is muted. Yeah, I think he is muted. Ooh, do you uh, do you watch wrestling at all, Brian? You know, a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin glass break? Yeah. That's what he used to come out with. Oh, yeah. Didn't he used to come out uh, doing, like, um, a shotgun of beer? He'd, like, yeah, shotgun, he would, like, take, two, beers he would take two beers and hit them and then drink them. That's what he would do. He would, he'd open them up and then hit them and then drink them. Whoops. My mouse is on the fritz tonight, man. What's it say your weekly project projection is? Terrible. Like, <laughs> just really Mine bad. Mine says it's terrible, too. Mine says it's one nine eight. Really? Mm hmm. I found a um, a song. It's like uh, wait, wait. Your projections one nine eight. What'd you say? Yep. It says one nine eight. It says my position was sixth, and then it says. Weekly average projection is 198.60. You see that? Yeah, let me uh, go weekly winners. Weekly winners. This is the one we just did. View full draft. Yeah, so um, yours says 19350. Oh. Yeah, 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 weekly average projection. Oh, okay, I see how you're saying. Yeah, because this is different than the season-long projection. So they're not giving you a season-long projection like they were in Best Ball Mania. This right. is a, a weekly average. Okay, so 193.50. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's that sounds good. What What does yours say, Brian? Mine says 196. No, mine 196. says 198.60. 198.6, nice, brother. Um, let me see. You got Jonathan Taylor, Kent. I love this running back core. Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, Alan Lazard, and solid uh, wide receiver core. Throwing Gallup and Robinson there at the end. Got Robinson to stack with uh, Kenny Pickett. Look at you, man. That's pretty slick. And you got uh, Jordan Love, man. That's pretty slick. Waller, Everett, and Knox at your uh, at your tight ends. Yeah, I thought I did. I thought I did all right on it. Looks yeah, pretty good. Steve, are you uh, you alive out there, brother? It's you're still, still muted, you, buddy. You're muted. It won't let me unmute you. 
Right, I would unmute you. Won't let us get involuntary audio from Steve. Well, let's play a little. Hey. Working. Come on. Working. Here's that. You're back. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. There you are. Hey. I don't know what the heck happened there. Talking to myself, I guess. That was wild, man. What were you saying? Oh, I was just chiming in when you guys were talking. But yeah, I guess I guess it's working now here. I guess uh, I don't know what happened. It said my mic was unplugged, but it wasn't. And then it said I was muted when I plugged it back in. So, but at least we solved quickly the problem there. You guys pretty happy good, with the results of this so far? I know. I think Brian is. His team looks really good. Um, with this format, it being so quirky, I think I will do more best ball manias, Steve, because it's just – I feel like there's more strategy going into that. This this, this format, I, I don't know. Maybe it will grow on me a little bit. But, man, this is a, just a totally different format when you think about it. Yeah, if it's something new to try for me, I've never tried it. So that's my first time I've done that one. Honestly, I, for the same reason that people don't want to do this one, it actually kind of makes me want to do more of them. I kind of want to just, like, get better at it. Because as you can see, it doesn't seem like there's as many people, you know, jumping in on these. So hmm. I kind of want to keep – I want to master the craft of, uh, of doing these and just get some good sheets together. Plus it's – yeah, I get – you know, I get it's not the 30, whatever, 3 million – uh, grand prize but at 15 bucks a, a pop you got a lot of opportunities to win respectable money and what, yeah, it no just doubt. pays out every week does it pay out every week andy every week every week brother hmm because shelly was asking yes, me sir. about that about the yes, that, pay, that pays out every week so that's this that's this one man uh i got three I appreciate in you drafting time to keep yeah. doing more <laughs> time to keep but we are we are signing off you guys want to go over time in the discord server we could do that we are going to sign off here but before we do got to get a bold prediction from our man brian from thundering sports cards brian give us a bold prediction uh, this year, who's who's going to the Super Bowl? That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's going to go? I'm going to pick Buffalo and in the AFC. I'm going to take. Let me take. Let me think. Let me think. AFC is a little rough because they ain't very good teams in the AFC. So, Buffalo, and I'll pick Dallas. Buffalo, yeah. Dallas. That would be a sight to see, man. Well, they got to get it together sometime. Might as well be this year. 
Yep. That's and what who I'm about, taking. Uh, give us a bold prediction for the card market. Give give me a uh, a guy that you think is going to go up a lot in, in card value this year. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. All right. He thinks Jordan Love is going to see the expectations. You did draft him, too, in your weekly winners. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Love, with him being the starter, is going to be a good a good one. I like it. Nice. Says the Bears fan. I think I, I think everyone's excited to see if the streak of uh, Hall of Famers continues. You know, from I'm watching that game from generation For to generation. Sure. But yeah, sorry, sorry, Tom. I think that the Bears break the losing streak here. Well, there you have it, guys. I appreciate that, Brian. Really, thank you for uh, coming on, drafting a best ball team with us, man. Had a lot of fun for Steve, Brian. Brian, people can find you at Thundering Sports Cards, right? Yep, Thundering Sports Cards. Awesome. There you have it, guys. I open cards up with my grandkids. Nice. Pleasure having you, Brian. Pleasure having hey, you guys nice, in the chat. Nice seeing you, Steve. Always a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to doing a whole lot more of these, right, Andy? Oh, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll do some more with you guys. Right on, man. Let's yep. We uh, will do more, and we're going to have special guests like Brian tuning in with us all off-season long. It's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're going to bring in a lot of people from around the Quest. So if you're out there in the chat, you guys are uh, – you, you guys want to reach out to me? You want to come on the stream, do a draft with us, kick it for a little bit, just uh, send me a DM, let me know in the Discord server or wherever, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, it's fun. I really liked it. So, Cool. Yeah, buddy. All right, y'all. Peace out. Good night, everybody. See you next week.